Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise this morning. Let's thank Him for all of His blessings, for waking us up this morning. So let us rejoice in the goodness of the Lord. We want to welcome you to our live stream and in-person service this morning on this good third Sunday of January. It may be cold outside, but I trust you got the month of May. We wait. The Bible says in Psalms 33, 1 through 4, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is calmly for the upright. Praise the Lord with heart. Sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Come on, let's praise him in song by singing together. Lord, I just want to thank you. Nope. I'll take my cue.
This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us approach the throne of grace this morning as we pray unto the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Eternal God, O gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, another opportunity in which we come into the household of faith to renew our faith and give you all the praise, honor, and glory which thou so richly We pray right now, Father God, for those that are on their way, those that could not see their way. And we just ask a special blessing upon them as they continue to do traffic from here to eternity. We pray, Lord, right now for this worship experience, and we pray that you will get the glory out of all that is said and done and sung here today. Pray for the men that stand here on the stage, Father God, may sing to the glory of heaven. May the heavens open wide to receive the songs that they sing. We pray right now, Father, for our pastor and his wife. We pray, Father God, that as they enjoy their time away, that you continue to keep them in the hollow of your hand. We pray, Father God, also for the family of this church. We pray for the sick and shut-in and all those afflicted with the burdens and cares of life. Lord, be with us. Grant us thy peace. But most of all, let us praise you boldly this morning. For Lord, it's in the name of Jesus that we do pray. Let us all say amen and amen. standing for our scripture reading this morning, which is Growing in Grace. and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through through lust. And to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. things be in you, 
abound. They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Altogether, praise God from whom all blessings
church say amen. Oh, it's an honor to be in the house of the Lord one more time. One more time. We want to welcome EWU this morning. And we appreciate the fact that you decided to work with work for, with us today. We thank you for taking the time to join us. And I know that you will be blessed being here in the house of the Lord. Came out this morning and the car wouldn't start. Click, 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 click. But that's what I'm realizing now. Satan's on the attack because he knows something's going on. Trying to hold you back. Trying to, to, to give you a challenge that you think you can't get through. But it's at these times, those very moments, are the times when you rejoice and say, Thank you, Jesus. Because I know you're greater and you have already overcome and the battle's already won. Now I'm going to go get my blessing. Car starter, don't start. Uber or whatever the case, I'm going to get my blessing. Let the church say amen. Our new church theme for 2024 is sharing God's love. It's taken from 1 John 4 and 7, which says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Christ's Cultural and Humility Ministry and the Doylestown Presbyterian Church is having a lunch and learn. Saturday, February 10th, mark your calendar, Saturday, February 10th at 12 noon, our CCH ministry, along with the Doylestown Presbyterian Church, will sponsor a Lunch and Learn celebration of black history in Bucks County. The event will take place in our fellowship hall and will include lunch. Uh, two great presenters on black history and the Backbench Boys, who you're already getting a taste of today, will be there. Uh, this is a fundraiser. And it's to benefit the Bucks County African American Museum, which is a building in uh, their new home uh, to house all of their artifacts. The cost of the event is $15 for adults. Children 10 and under are free. A uh, family of three or more adults is $40. Please register online for the event. Uh, that's with the tithe link. Uh, platform online. If you're not too adept with that or you don't want to get into that, then you can see Reverend Toller today uh, to register. Again, it's February the 10th at 12 noon. Church is offering time, a time to give back uh, a portion of what God has so graciously given us, for it's all his anyway. We thank you and appreciate you in advance for your giving this morning. We have three ways to give here at Second Baptist Church. Uh, the first is to be a uh, given person. There is a tithing and offering box at the back of the church. You can drop an envelope in there. Uh, you can do it online. Please use the giving button on our church website to submit your tithes and offerings. I was talking to a brother uh, just yesterday, and he was excited. He said, man, I've been using that button and giving my tithes, and I feel good about it. And I said, oh, you should feel good about it. That's what you're supposed to be doing. 
bless you. We won't uh, let you down. And you can do it by mail. You can mail your tithes and offerings directly to the church. So, let's have our uh, offertory prayer at this time and give thanks. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've done. Things haven't always just worked out, dear Lord, but you made a way. And you're making a way right now, dear Lord. And I'm just speaking to those, dear Lord, who had to give and those who perhaps didn't have to give today, dear Lord. But we want to thank all those who are giving for the upbuilding of thy kingdom. You said that you would bless us and that our giving wouldn't be done without your blessing upon it. Take it now, dear Lord, and use it so that others may know of your goodness and your grace. We thank you in advance for what you're about to do, dear Lord, in this day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll now ask for the one and only backbench boys to come up and give just their version of what they think about Jesus. She can't help me to cross. You know, my mother, she'll be waiting. But she can't help me to cross. I said, Mother, she'll be waiting. But she can't help me to cross. Because I've got one more river. Yes, I've got. One more river, Lord, I've got one more 
family. How's everybody doing this morning? Are you warm? <laughs> Everyone, please. Uh, if you would all join me in prayer as we prepare for the message. Father God, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory because you're so worthy to be praised. And Father, we thank you for waking us up, giving us another day to worship you, another day to fellowship because we know someone did not wake up this morning. Father, we love you. We just are so appreciative of the blessings you've bestowed upon us, appreciative of the ability just to come together one more time to hear your word. Father, we ask that you protect and cover and give travel mercies to Pastor Hamlin and Sister Hamlin. Father, we ask that you protect the homeless. It is cold. We ask that you give them covering. We ask you to give them housing. We ask that you give them a warm meal. We ask that you protect them. Sometimes it's not something they did. They just might have caught a bad break, and they may have drifted away from you. Give them an inkling of who you are so that I can come back to you and just be covered within by you, Father God. Father, we ask that you bless everyone that's here today. We ask that you just reveal the message to them. We ask that you provide Pastor with the words to speak, with us the ears to hear, the heart to receive and the courage to apply the word going forward. What are our steps? Give us wisdom and discernment about how to stay closer to you, how to apply this message as we go forward in the week. 
Father, thank you for just giving us one more chance to fellowship with one another, to, to be in your presence. And if there is someone who does not know you, we ask that you reveal yourself to them. We ask that someone gets saved today so that they can understand what it is to have that relationship with you. We love you, we honor you, we praise you. We ask all these things in your magnificent name, Jesus Christ. Amen. sing about a special place. Sometimes when you're home by yourself, you might have that special place that you go and lay down your burdens and your prayers, your pain, your glory, your hopes, your wishes. It's a song that was sung by an old lady many, many years ago. It's an old hymn, maybe not known by some of the young the generations, but perhaps you've heard it before. We're going to try and sing it for you right now. Peace in the room. 
A song like that, a hymn like that, will stir up any cold heart. Jesus says, Come on in the room. 
Come on in the room. Just a couple housekeeping uh, items. Our Bible study for 2024. 11 o'clock. Average over 20 7 p.m. It's averaging over 15 p.m. Now, as I look around, uh, since we're on Zoom, there's really no excuse. Because you just heard the song. He fills all our scriptures. So come on in the room. Now, if you're living with pain, if you're living with contention, come on in the room on Wednesday. We're in the book of Judges right now, and it talks about the rising of kings and how the people follow the king until he starts breathing. And then what happens? Go right back to the mud. We fall right back to our old ways. But that discussion comes out often. But when you look at the word closely, let's use another opportunity to determine what God does. What would be his position in all of well, we just heard it. Come on in the room. The characters, the personalities in the Bible are you and I just centuries ago. And all of us are going to have to meet the maker someday. And all of us are going to have to give an account. So, on behalf of Pastor, in his absence, the ministerium would like to invite you, if you have not been to Zoom on Wednesday morning at 11, or Zoom Wednesday evening at 7, join us. There's plenty room. Plenty of room. All right? Amen? Our text today is commensurate with our theme, sharing God's love. Now, love was shared with me in a, in a manner that I was told it was an itch in your heart you can't scratch. But there is a person who illuminates that love. And he's asking us as humans to share this love in 2024. 23 is over. It's all behind us. You're that much closer now to glory. So why not take the opportunity to give somebody a hug 
give somebody a call. Ask them how they're doing. See, because that's going to make them feel better. But it's doubly going to make you feel better. If you got aches and pains, raise your hand. All right. You're in the room. You're in the room. Jesus is your doctor. He fills out all your scriptures. He gives you this medicine in the room. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us all stand as we look at our scripture text today, which is found in 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. It might be a little long, so if you like me, have a little difficulty standing, uh, forget about it. Stand anyway. And if you don't have anything to hold on, there is a chair in front of you. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. 
May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of that word and sanctify it in your hearts. You may be seated at this time. Love, love, love. What does love have to do with it? Everything. You see, if you can't love, you're hiding something. Anybody hiding anything? You can raise your hand, but I ain't going to ask you what you're hiding. All right? Because we're all hiding something. Amen? However, it all begins with God's love. In case we ever forget this basic, essential fact of our faith, 1 John makes it crystal clear. God is love. God is the source and the definition of love. God is love. God loves as the sun shines. Love expresses that love and who God is. 1 John emphasizes that God loves, God's love is not some abstract concept. It is passion expressed in action. God made real, made love real and present by sending Jesus to live among us and die for us. God continues to show us love through Jesus' life-giving presence among us. If ever we should question whether God truly does love us, the gift and witness of the Holy Spirit confirmed it once more. We are God's beloved. Amen? God's love is a truth more basic and reliable than the ground we walk on and the air we breathe. God's love does not depend on our initiative or on our worthiness. We don't have to reach out to God or even believe in God in order to be loved. We don't have to clean up our act before God can love us. We don't have to measure up to some standard in order to be lovable. No, God showers us whether we deserve it or not. And honestly, who could ever deserve such amazing, immeasurable love? First John insists that the more fully and completely we know God, the more the immense reality of God's love dawns on us. The reason for my asking you, if you haven't already, attend Bible study. See, best place to start is hearing the word of God. You got to hear it. Let it let it saturate your spirit because there's good news. Good medicine for that pain, that arthritis, that whatever's ailing you. It's there. Helps you take your mind off of your burdens, your trials and your tribulations. Amen. When we open ourselves to the warmth and light of God's presence, we find that even our deepest, darkest secrets and the ugliest parts of ourselves are not beyond God's reach. Is there anything too hard for God? How many know who God is? 
Raise your hand. You heard about him. If you if you've been traveling this way as long as I have, you you you've heard about him. You know that he's love. He's faith. He's grace. He's wisdom. He's got it all. So therefore, nothing in us is so broken or so filthy that God is unwilling or unable to touch it. God embraces us as we are. Love us, love us as we are, and works in us to make us clean and whole and new. Upheld, surrounded, unfolded by such love, who could be afraid? Now, I understand don't get me wrong. Being skeptical or afraid of what you haven't seen. But how many have been in an accident or near death? What's the first thing out your mouth? Oh, God. Jesus, help me. Now, that's, that's you asking in 30 seconds or less to put that in front of you. You are asking for another chance. So, he grants that chance. And if not, you're headed for a better place. Because you know him. Amen? Such life-giving love is too wonderful to keep to ourselves. A period to know God's love is to overflow with God's love. How can we possibly love God while we hate God's beloved? Seeing ourselves as God's beloved means seeing our sisters and brothers as God's loved ones too. If we have come to know God's love, we have seen for ourselves that it is unearned, undeserved, utterly free, although God's love is without conditions, it is not without consequences. God commands us to love one another as God has loved us. Do you know your neighbor's name? Do you, do you know when's the last time you sat down with them and asked them how they were doing and you just pass by and tend to your own business. They tend to their own. They never look up. See, that's that's something that kind of discovered up in this area. They don't, people don't like to look at you. Or they don't like to give you that eye contact because they're afraid to see something in them they don't want you to see. So don't be afraid, because God is love. And if you recall, you probably the first time you said that out loud is when you blessed your food at the table. God is love. You didn't know what else to say, so you just, God is love. You know, some people get cute, good bread, good meat, oh Lord, let's eat. That's not it. God is love. 
case we haven't understood the seriousness of this command, 1 John expresses it in a way that leaves no room for doubt. Just as God is, so are we in this world. In context, it's clear that 1 John is not saying that Christians are omnipotent or omniscient, more morally pure. No, John is saying that because God lives in us, we embody God's love for the world. We are not God's, but we are God's God's love. author of 1 John calls us to love one another, that is to love our sisters and brothers. The first century Christians for whom I, 1 John was originally written were in conflict about, they were in conflict about the boundaries of their community, about theology, and about the, teach, the false teachings in this context. 1 John focuses on love for others who belong to the community of faith. Does this mean that we are called only to have those who belong to our group and believe as we do? No. We are all ambassadors of our, of our Lord and Savior. You may not always know what to say. You may not be that avid person who studies cover to cover. All 66 books, old and new. But at least you can ask somebody. You can show interest in somebody to help them along the way. That's going to help you. That's going to give you what the fuel you need to carry on. The whole foundation of John's argument suggests otherwise. If we love others as God has loved us, there can be no boundaries. God's love made visible and present in Jesus is the source for religious communities imposed. He ate and he talked with people whom the religious leaders had rejected as heretics, as sinful, as filthy, and despicable. He touched people who were considered untouchable and welcomed people who everyone else had kicked out. His harshest words were reserved not for the impure, but for loving, self-righteous people who saw some of God's children as beneath their attention and certainly as worthy of their love. If Jesus shows us what God's love is like, then there can be no doubt how far our love for others must extend to every single human being. If you made it through 2023, you can pinch yourself and say, thank you, Lord. 2024, I'm in. Now I have an opportunity in which to serve you in a manner that will help not only myself but others. I'm not thinking of myself. I'm thinking of others. Such love can never originate with us it's not our own. Weak, limited love that we share with God's beloved. No, we are called to open ourselves to God's love so that God can love others through us when we love one another. We represent God to the world. 
by allowing the love that God has showered us with overflow onto our sisters and brothers, we make divine love real and visible in the ordinary lives of ordinary people. God invites us to live just live Jesus' life in us so that through us Jesus can continue to welcome outcasts and touch untouchables and heal the brokenhearted. When God's unimaginable, limitless love carries alive in us, we become the real presence of God in this world. All we can possibly say to such love is, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And may it indeed be so. Now, I had no idea after our theme was presented, sharing God's love, that I would run into a situation which would kind of help those that are sitting on the fence. And it was it was a situation where I did more listening than I did talking. But late last week, I was introduced to a gentleman of Jewish persuasion. He shared with me that he was in search of God as if his hand was reaching, stretching, and straining out into a darkness, hoping that he'd feel the responding hand Can you see that? He said he was not searching for a religion as a substitute for God as he had shared because he had plenty of Judaism. We both agree that no community of people would, with common beliefs, could ever be a substitute for God. He had said that he didn't even want his wife as a substitute for God. That had already that already had not worked. Definitely, he was not looking for a God who was cold and distant. He wanted a God who was warm, close and personal, who understood and cared for him. His soul was reaching out to touch God, to hold God, to grab God, to cling to God. He had intimated that this is how he started his search for God that he did not know. He said through his wife he had learned that this God had did not know could be found in the Bible. He said he knew nothing about the Bible except that it was a big leather bound book. Needing a copy one day after work, he secretly slipped into a store and bought one. To keep his wife from knowing that he was looking for God, he hid the Bible in his car. One thing was for sure, he said he needed to find him on his own terms and alone. To prevent his wife from knowing that he was searching for God, told his wife that he had to work two hours extra every day and that he would be late coming home. Encouraged with the hope that was finally his, he 
he was going to find God and was determined to spend those two hours per day in the Bible. He told me that on the first day of his search for God, he sat at the table after work with that big Bible in front of him without opening it. He just sat there staring at its cover. He had never read a book with that many pages before. With dyslexia, he was never a reader. He said by the time he graduated from high school, the largest book he had ever read had only 100 pages. And that had about, and the Bible had about 2,000 pages. He pondered how hard it was going to be if he had to read through those 2,000 pages to find God. However, he knew he was at the end of his route. He said it was his last chance in life to find relief. He thought he only had one choice left. That was to search for God in the Bible. How many, when they open their Bibles, they are searching for God? What kind of answers are you looking for? Are you looking for help? Are you looking for a Savior? Are you looking to check your salvation and, and, and renew it? What is it that you're looking for? Just as he felt the courage to open the Bible, he felt the need to pray, he said. He did not know how to pray. He had memorized many Jewish prayers that all began with Baruch, Atah, Elohim, Allah. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe. He had recited those prayers many times without ever thinking he was really talking to God. He felt for him that was religion, and now he needed reality. He said he did not want to insult God by repeating a memorized religious phrase. His primary objective was reaching out to God from a heart yearned to find him as his so instead of inciting or reciting a memorized Jewish prayer, he tried to formulate his own prayer from his heart. He said he started with the words, Oh God. Well, that was, a, that was as far as he got. He said he felt he was not being honest because he really did not know if God existed. So he modified his own prayer from the heart and said, Oh God, if there is a God. Subconsciously, he thought if he, is, if he is there, what did he want? So he started again and said, Oh God, if there is a God, help me. After that prayer, he turned to the Bible. Not knowing where to begin, said he opened it to the table of contents. Immediately he saw that the Bible was divided into two parts. One part was called old, the other part was called new. He claimed he had no idea what old and new meant, but he saw 
that the new was about one-third the size of the old. Don't, done deal, he concluded. He said he liked the smaller new. And he also wanted something new rather than something old. Now that whole divine intervention for me brings me to this day and to this point. The old went out in the bathwater at the end of 23. In 24, opportunities open up for all of us to become more like Christ and be open about it. All right, let's be honest. How many are shy? Raise your hand. You shy, raise your hand. No problem with that. Now, let me encourage you. If you show up to Bible study, Pastor, Deacon Smith, many of us, we turn the camera off. You don't have to see it, but you know we're there because we all get a chance to read the scripture. And we all get to take away a lesson. And the pastor will ask you, but if he can't see you, he knows you're there because you name's there, and if you don't have a line through your microphone, he knows you're on. Now, quiet as it's kept a couple times, you know, after a long, hard day, some people have been found asleep, and it can't be helped, but the word is energized. Have to allow yourself to dive into it. Because from week to week, the scripture will tell you through the personalities long ago what you're going through. And it'll help you after the benediction on Sunday and Monday through Friday, when that boss is giving you his boss. So, be not shy. Just think, just think of the times that you've been very outspoken. Channel that in the Word. See, God will see you through, because he said, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And all of us have a date certain. We don't know about it, but he does. That we will see him, even though we don't see him now. But it's our faith, which might start out as big as a mustard seed. But let it grow. He will water it with the scripture. And you will find that as you continue to read, you, you, you don't have to go out, stand on the corner, and shout.
shout to the tops of your lungs about how great he is. Men, women, boys, and girls can see the light in you. And they know it's something peculiar. And they will come to you and ask you, what is it? Doors wide open at that point. But don't go overboard. Just say, I know the Lord. How about you? And depending on the answer, you have a chance to invite them to the midweek worship. And you can invite them here in in person. And if they can't make it, modern day technology has a stream. But again, that's the camera's off. We can't see you in your PJs and your coffees and all of that good stuff. But back in the day, this was the place to be, and it still is, because God is right here. He's right here. And I can tell he continues to grow within our community because look out and the sea of blue is starting to fill up starting to fill up. And I'm sure that when we get into the spring and into the summer, it might even be better. See, because you heard a song today from the backbench boys. Come on in the room. You're going to be at home today watching that football and you're going to be singing subconsciously. Come on in the room. And you won't forget it because he fills all of your scriptures. Had to shorten it because you know how songs go. Scriptures. Yeah. So I said all of that to say God is good. God is love. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's sovereign. He's all of that. Think back to 1982 when I did my first sermon. It was entitled Let Go and Let Go. Now, every now and again, I get a little, you know, try to, I try to get ahead of him, but he pulls me back. But more reason than not, he said, okay. You, you, you know what your chronological age is now. You are closer to the gate than you've ever been. And you have seen some things that make you understand that I'm real. So, my brothers and sisters, I'm asking you, pleading with you, make your election sure. And the room is not barred. The doors of the church are open. Let us stand. Our deacons are coming now to open the doors of the church and open that room where you can get your scripture filled if it's not being filled now.
be not afraid. Because if you look around, we're, we're here and we're all family. Sure, you have an address with immediate family, but 6055 Fountainville is your home away from home. Amen? Amen. So the doors of the church are coming. The deacons have their hands extended. But actually, they're asking you to give your heart to the Lord if you do not have a church home. We would like you to join us on this journey. We, we don't know what to expect, but we do know that the victory is won. There's a lot going on around us. But the Lord holds us in the hollow of his hand. And all he asks us to do is trust and obey him. And let your faith grow. Amen. Amen. I mean, this, our church, we start at 1030. But we're not up here till 6 p.m. at night. We're not here all day. We just, we, we just get, we get our batteries recharged. And, and like you, you heard my colleague say his car was the start of the day, but he made it on in here. I suspect he ran because I was checking out his boots and, 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 and he, looked, he looked like he ran in here, but that's all right. There's plenty of good room in my father's house. So as we come, let someone come. Don't be bashful. And if not, you can always give us a call during the week. You can get in touch with the pastor when he gets back. And we'll be glad to welcome you in. But most and foremost, midweek worship. And is there anybody in here that has an electric car? I'm not a salesman, but I just want you to know that lithium batteries don't work real good under 50 degrees. Okay? And if they if it does turn over, you ain't going 369 miles. You might be lucky if you make 250. All right? Amen. Let, let us bow our head in prayer. Eternal God, O oh gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you once again for this opportunity on this cold Sunday to come in and warm up by the fire. We thank you, Father God, that you allow your Holy Spirit to stand up in us, make us men, women, boys, and girls, and fisher of men. We pray, Father God, that as we go down from this place that you give us traveling mercies and bless us until we can meet again. Father God, we ask this blessing upon our grown-ups so that they might bring to us their young ones because each and every one of us started somewhere. And we're so glad, so glad that we did. Now, this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Let all say amen, amen, and what a mighty God we serve.